So, Paul, I am a pretty good judge of character. And I know that because I judge myself to be a pretty good judge of character. Nailed it. I bet I can guess your favorite holiday. Uh, yeah, all right. Try me. It is clearly Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so my, my, joke, my joke being that you're Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is I, our I Halloween episode, everybody. <laughs> Well, I, I hope everyone uh, listening enjoyed that uh, special Halloween edition of our intro theme that we put in, maybe. No, Probably. it's not. I, I totally just put in like the intro theme for Shadows of Darkness or something. I spent no time making that all night, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a favorite holiday... Halloween would probably be up there. To me, holidays are just days which are loose premises to not show up to work and get drunk, and I do not need a loose premise for that. <laughs> so, but, um, what am I even talking about anymore? Let's talk about horror games. All right, all right, buddy. Horror games. All right. Because of the time of year. Oh, I get I, it. I see what you're doing here. I, I'm putting you on the spot here. What is a horror game? Well, um, it's funny that you bloody asked me that question, mate. Um, the, a horror game is a game uh, that is scary. No, I, I'll, let me try and answer this seriously. So, so a horror game is a game with scary elements, whether that's the atmosphere or, or just the plot itself. It doesn't have to have jump scares. Mm -hmm. It could be on the psychological level. So for me, it's not like hack and slash you know, is, is mandatory for horror. You, you know, it's kind of weird because I was sort of thinking about this the other day, but when it more so what it did, as it pertained to movies, because I'm sort of like, you know, what, what really defines a horror? Like, is it just because it has a monster? Does that make it a horror? Does it because it's trying to be scary, even if it's not? Or if something has like, you know, Wizard of Oz had flying monkeys and those are pretty scary. Does that make yeah. Wizard of Oz a horror movie? Um, therefore, is King's Quest 4 a horror game, which it kind of is because King's Quest 4 is kind of scary at times. Um, and it was just sort of weird because it's sort of like, um, I think it would probably be a little bit easier to define a horror game rather than a horror movie, but it's still a little bit like, um, I forget where I heard this term. Um, this is not credit to me. I heard this and it was basically, um, and it wasn't to do with horror, but somebody used the phrase, um, it's like porn. You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> and I thought that was probably kind of the best way to describe pretty much everything in life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everything is a lot like porn. <laughs> I wish my life was a little bit more like that, but it totally isn't. And now I'm sad. Um, horror games. So I, on the other hand, have very itchy genitals. Um, <laughs> that, that was pretty terrifying. Yeah, that's some bloody horror for you. Hopefully throwing a lightning strike bat sound effect behind that. Ooh. No. Um, okay. So <laughs> a hard pass. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I wanted this episode to be about, like, horror in games and, like, how uh, different techniques that games use. Uh, you know, well... It'd take way too long if we were to try to compare and contrast uh, horror techniques in video games compared to 
and contrasted to horror in movies and other media, you know, books are going to be very different from movies are going to be very different from, uh, is there horror music? I don't know. I've never been scared by a song. Um, So I think the best way to go about it is just like, what are some good examples of horror used in games? Like what, what is, what was a game that stands out to you as being scary um, and why? What, what, what made it scary to you? Other than you just being a pansy. Um, yes, that's also applicable. A very, very delicate uh, little flower inside <laughs> when it comes to horror things and spicy food. <laughs> I can be a bit of a bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so for, I, I have kind of a lot of examples. So, so let me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a not so obvious example, perhaps to. Those are the best. Of, Those are the best examples. Right. Let's go totally not obvious. I my, all my picks are totally obvious. Let's go with yours to. Uh, Dig me out of this hole. I, I heard we were doing an episode on horror games, so here is a game that definitely does not classify as horror. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but I'm doing it to teach you a lot a lesson of, of how horror can come from from anywhere, even even bloody inside. So you know, talk to people, call a hotline. This got weird. We PSA there. Anyway, my pick is Laura Bow. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say one or two i'm just gonna say lower bow series because uh you know obviously none of them are horror you know kind of more mystery a little bit of suspense but there, there's aspects in both of those games that that scare the shit out of me and and i think i think i even favor those type of scares in these type of environments more because i'm not i'm not expecting it but at the same time i, I am at least mildly creeped out as i'm playing the game um, you know, I, I have mystery. to agree with you on that. Sorry sorry to cut you off. I, I just want to say that I, I do have to agree with, I, with that because I think that they are probably properly uh, classified as suspense and thriller and not necessarily horror, but they are scarier than some of the horror games that I've played. Or at least, I'm not sure so much now, but it, it, under the specific circumstances in which I played it back in the day, uh, which I'll get into a little bit, I'll let you finish first, but um, no, I've had some pretty scary moments out of Colonel's Bequest. And a dagger vomit raw, right? No, I'm, I'm glad you backed me up too because I wasn't wasn't sure if this would be almost almost laughable. But yeah, like, I, to touch on what you just said, uh, there's certain games that, that are called horror, and you know maybe it's like a horde of zombies coming at you, and and by design, like let's say the, the sketch, the drawing, whatever of the zombie is is probably scary, but that doesn't mean it's scary in the game just because there's like a hundred zombies that you're having to shoot you know guns at. I mean it's a scary game, like it should be scary, but it's there's no psychological you know payoff or reward it's just a bombardment of evil and uh, bad stuff or whatever um so yeah i think you know it obviously it can work in that environment but it works even better when when it's not advertised as such and when it's it's done in a believable kind of manner mm-hmm. I, I guess you could say i say believable really lightly but um but yeah anyway i i just i like uh, horror is at its best for me in video games when it leans really heavy on the atmosphere you know, atmosphere is, is all part of our immersion as players, and I think it's 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 an opportunity for for a video game to outshine a movie, especially in the scary horror category, because mm-hmm. you know, video games you have that immersion that you just can't have in a movie. So, when a game takes advantage of that by creating an atmosphere that that makes you a little on edge, a little touchy, a little sensitive, or whatever, um, as as both our bow games do, um, and then they take advantage advantage of it in just the right way. It's awesome. There's a there's a moment in the Colonel's Bequest which um, unfortunately is not nearly as scary when I play it now. But uh, at the time that I played it, it was it actually um, I, I think 
I either did or came very close to actually like saving the game, turning off the computer and walking away because he was just sort of creeped me out uh, to that degree where he was, um, I, this is back when I played on, uh, um, I forget the exact specs, but it was like before even the 286, it was like a really slow computer. It didn't even have a hard drive. Um, and uh, so it was really slow and it was amber monochrome. So n- number one, it's like, not even black and white it's kind of like that um dull orange color so it's almost a in my head it kind of played out as sort of like a sepia kind of tone <clears throat> even though it wasn't but you know yeah um age that way yeah but um and it the number one that just made everything so much creepier than it was when i play it now in full color it's like this is these are great graphics and there's a little bit of creepy but it's nowhere near as creepy as playing it in amber monochrome um, I, I did play it once on green monochrome. It's really not the fe- effect that they're going for, but, um, <laughs> but there's this one part and of course it's, it's slow. So it's like, it takes like a good 30 seconds or something for my character to walk from one screen to the other. So it kind of really, you know, um, gets your guard down sometimes gets my guard down sometimes. And, um, there's one time where I was sort of like, you know, walking slowly across the room and, you know, searching all these things that's, you know, looking at the items here and there. And then in the background is like towards the back of the house. And you see like the windows along the back and very slowly you see the silhouette of somebody walking, um, behind the windows and you can't see who it is. And I was just like, so freaked out by this. I think I actually like turned off the computer and walked away for a bit. (laughs) <laughs> you noped it that's yeah. awesome yeah and that, see that that's like i think that's almost like the power of, of video games to, to be a bit a bit corny because it, it's like in those moments you feel like you mind as what you are laura like i am alone in a room with a killer outside that that is mm-hmm. that is exactly how scared i am in real life yeah in this moment. yeah <laughs> um yeah i think like after i think after that you know i lived in my um you know i was still young so i was living in uh uh in my parents house Living in a detached house, and you know, I think you know, it's one of those things that sort of get you into that um, that state of alert, where just as soon as you hear uh, something hit the window outside, or you hear like something moving around, it's like, oh, dear God, killers, right? <laughs> exactly. Worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that, that's the best uh, the best kind of horror for me because it's you know. Well, jump scares can work. I have nothing against them um, when used correctly. Whatever. That, that that's the upside to psychological kind of scares that like that one because it can it can stay with you the rest of the evening <laughs> yeah, yeah you can you start to see things out your own window i actually did laugh there for a second too because you mentioned like the whole zombie thing and um i actually did you know i have in my notes here that i really wanted to bring up um resident evil 4 for a, <laughs> a game that tries so hard to be scary and a lot of people defend it as being scary it's so not scary to me in any way that's lasting like i just turn off the system and i forget about it um everyone everyone loves that one though and everyone says it's like the best in the series i'm like no everything that came before it was far better just because it's a (laughs) horror game and those are so much scarier than this one uh i don't get why people like this one it's like number one it's either just things going ooga booga fast at you for half the game and then the other half is like a prolonged escort mission it's like this game sucks and why do people like this seriously like, sure, it functions with mechanics and graphics, but it's like, this is like the worst kind of horror game that can claim to be a horror game. Like, I, I don't, I really don't get why people singled that out as being like the star of the series when there are clearly better games that came before it. 
Right. Yeah. And that's, that's a whole different style of game. It's like, you might as well be playing arcade. It, it, it's yeah. really no, it's not about basically story. House of the Dead at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that could be, uh, it's a great kind of contrast um, to what we were trying to say with, with the Lara Bow thing with more psychological horror, where it's like, you know, horror like Resident Evil 4, and, and frankly, a lot of the Res- Resident Evils, I like a lot of them, so I'm not shitting on the, the series, but but they, they can easily fall victim to being, to, you get kind of like numb, you know, mm-hmm. it's like there's only so many times a, a constant frantic jump scare, you know, something running fast at you, it's like after an hour and a half of playing that, it, it's you're just not affected on the same level anymore, and, and you nailed it with your wording, you said there's no lasting effect. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's exactly that's exactly it. Like like I'm not here to say what anybody should like in a horror game. Just what I like in a horror game is to have that lasting effect. Where like later that night, or maybe even for a few days, I'll kind of just just chew over my my experience, the whole the whole plot of the game that I played, whatever. That's a success for me. Like that's definitely what I look for in a horror game is to to you know just want to just sit and almost just think about it when it's done, as opposed to something with no lasting effect that's it's just supposed to be scary and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, you know, if you, if you just loud noises and jump scares and flashing lights, like if you just do that to people, it is scary, but it's, it's really shallow. Yeah. It's a real shallow level of, of fear. You know, it's funny. I was actually just even thinking about this because um, you mentioned the Laura Bow games and um, granted they are Sierra games, so you die a lot. But uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about like a lot of moments that like kind of creep me out and this is sort of like... You know, some of the creepiest moments are ones where I'm not even, like, going to die. Like, it's not even, like, death is on the line. Like, uh, for as easy as it is to die in a Sierra game, a lot of the, like, that moment that really creeped me out in Colonel's Bequest, it's not like I was going to actually die. Like, it's not like if I didn't do something, my character was going to die or something like that was going to happen. It was just, there's something just about slow and methodical and just, like, planting something there and just kind of, like, um... Yeah, having that effect that's sort of like that, uh, you know, the planting the seed that's just sort of like the anticipation of danger more so than the actual danger. Yeah, no, you're right, because it gives you the feeling that the environment or the game or whatever is kind of playing with you, you know, Mm -hmm. by, you know, they're they're really letting it letting it simmer for a while he really likes doing because you're right and that's a really good point too it's, it's impressive to be we scared when when your your character's life isn't even on the line and and i felt that way about larabo but in a different example mine was just just walking into a room you know let's say you know you're, you're in a room go to the next room you go right back to the other room and, and there's a dead body there it, it there's oh, yeah. something really chilly especially for me in um in amon raw when it comes to that my that specific example um, because in Almond Raw, you know, there was just something really jarring and, and just unsettling where it's like, yeah, I was just in that room and I went in there again and all of a sudden there's this dead body and a really short, probably terrible little meaty sound effect that's supposed <laughs> to be dark, but it, it somehow works. Like the whole thing just starts to, you know, you feel like you're being watched through like surveillance cameras at that point yeah. as Laura Bow. It's really creepy. I think a lot of like, um, when you when a game really implies stuff that happens that you aren't seeing... I think that kind of really sets a lot of uh, atmosphere uh, that can be really used to great effect for horror. Yeah, yeah. Except, well, let's let's go with that. Uh, give me one of your favorite horror games for, for based on its atmosphere. Just games based on its atmosphere. Um, you know, I, actually, I, I guess it kind of leads into the same one, anyways. Because I just thought of a game which uh, I can't talk too much about because I didn't play very long 
of it. I didn't play it uh, very much um, for various reasons because the PS2 didn't look good on a TV that I got shortly after I started playing this one. Um, but for while I did play it, I don't think there is even the possibility of dying in the first like hour. And uh, sorry, I, I forgot to mention, it's a game called Rule of Rose, which is a little bit hard to find because it's um, really expensive and it's like, been banned and stuff like that. And um, I, I don't really remember the exact reasons why it's banned. I think some of it's sort of like uh, some very uh, kind of creepy, subtle sexual content with uh, children. Yeah, there's sort of like this undertone to it, if you look at the trailer. Uh, it's Yeah, look at the trailer for Rule of Rose. I think just that alone is sort of like, yeah, we're not going to allow this game to be sold very much <laughs> um but i mean I, I, none of that stuff has really come across in the actual game that i've played so far but like i said i i don't think i've even gotten past the prologue because there hasn't really been any sort of like uh any immediate threat but it's just so creepy dear god it's creepy like it's so there's like kids running around and kids are always creepy i'm sorry oh, kids just, are bloody terrifying they're, terrifying. Yeah. they're horrible i yeah, I, I, mean, I extend this to real life too like i've just Kids just they're like, inherently scary like look at the shining all they did was put them two girls in the shining that's it they just like <laughs> bloody stand there that's all you need to do and they're iconically frightening yeah as soon as you do anything that involves kids and just like make them talk slow or something or backwards and then it's like oh dear god that's the scariest movie of all time yeah um but yeah so just like these kids running around and just like you, you walk around and like you open a door and go to the next room and sometimes you open a door and there's a kid behind it you close the door so you can't go through and so you're like god damn what the f-? like yeah that, that was creepy <laughs> like <laughs> I, I can't pick it apart too much to say um, what's scary about it but it holy god it's creepy like this game uh, I don't know if anyone can find any affordable means of playing it anymore but if you can give it a try it's because it's like uh, I, I'm really trying really hard to find a way to play it because uh, my computer isn't good enough to run an emulator uh, with any real performance uh, to do it justice. Uh, I don't have a good TV to uh, plug my PS2 into that will make it actually look in any way playable. But like I said, just what I played was just uh, um, no threat of death, just kids. Running around and they're just like doing creepy stuff. Speaking of, uh, of scary children, um, I got I got to mention Sanitarium, which I, I love that game. I know you're familiar with it enough, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, well, I mean, you know, I haven't played it, but I mean, we we can't. You might as well just give spoilers because it's like I think the statute of limitations has passed on that. So you can talk about it all you want. I'm just saying I haven't played it. I can't follow the conversation, but uh, feel free to just go nuts. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and there's it, really not even a, a big ending plot spoiler thing to even worth getting into because it's definitely the, the experience, the journey. But for, uh, for those who, who haven't played it, long story short, you've been in a car accident, you got brain damage, you're in an asylum, and uh, the game, it, while it is like a point-and-click adventure game, it, it plays in, in levels. Um, there's, a, I don't know, six of them, let's just say, um, and each level... Uh, or, or you call it a story, whatever you want. It's like your character's going through something in in his own head, and this is how you visualize it. And so, like, one of them is uh, he's, like, walking through this, like, just gross, decrepit city with all these deformed children, um, like, badly deformed. They're, they're really creepy looking, but, but you know, they've got, like, pigtails and kitty stuff that just, you know, highlights the creepiness of, of their childlike existence. Mm-hmm. And um, And it just has such a weird vibe where it's, like, the city that's, like, 
deserted minus a few children and, and how they all just refer to like the what this one mother like mother won't let us mother you know this ugh, yeah, i hate that god yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah even it's just terrifying. hearing you say that was like <laughs> and it's it, and it's just it's it's just terrifying and and uh, there's there's actually another level in that game where you're playing as your your baby sister um who who passed away when you were younger and and you you have guilt for her passing even though it wasn't your fault but you were a child that's how you processed it but anyway so you end up playing as her and you're at this like seaside traveling like carnival like like a fair carnival you know so you call it carnival thing um yeah sure and uh but but there's something creepy about that there really isn't a lot of children in that level just the fact that you play a little girl and everything's just just real dark there's just a real dark vibe about it (laughs) and uh and again uh, this game is probably classified as horror um but it's it's not a jump scare sort of situation it's just like a, a psychological trip evaluation through like a broken mind or whatever that's the best yeah yeah, yeah, but I hardly recommend that one, especially if if you're easily terrified by children. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you guess all, you know it. I I am. I very, very clearly am. I've admitted many times throughout this episode. Um, but yeah. So I mean, we've established that children are creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I guess if we can really come away with anything from this episode so far, is it sort of like, hey, if you want to be scary, kids. Um, just throw, just throw a bunch of kids at something and it'll, until it's scary and there you have a horror. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just throw um, more children in there. I think you mentioned like jump scares a while back. Uh, you, you kind of ge- generally don't like jump scares. I think you said, which is fine. That's, uh, that I, I jump scares are a thing that I find, um, people misuse and therefore they've kind of become associated with a cheap, uh, and undesirable method of horror, which I think is also kind of not entirely correct because I think it can be used really well too. And um, for instance, uh, a game came out a while back called Five Nights at Freddy's. Did you know about this one? A little bit, yes. It, it, it was a viral sensation because, um, well, I mean, and as such, a lot of people don't like it because it's just kind of got worn out. Like every everyone with a YouTube channel. It was pretty much designed for these people with like shrill voices and overreactive mannerisms to like play this game on Twitch or YouTube or something and just start shrieking and screaming and flailing their arms around whenever anything (laughs) literally happens. Um, So I understand why people are kind of uh, a little (laughs) bit burnt out on this one. Uh, And and I understand generally why people kind of don't like jump scares because I kind of don't like them either, but they can be done right, and Five Nights at Freddy's does them really right. Like it's 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 one of those things where if you're going to do a jump scare, the jump scare should be kind of um, not the scary part of it. It's just kind of like the yeah. logical conclusion to setting up a jump scare. <laughs> yes, that's a great way to put it. It's uh, if it's done right, a jump scare should be like the relief. Yeah, it's like oh, just get it over with for God's sake. Like when you know it's coming <laughs> and they just won't do it. Like please, just you know, I can't hang on anymore. So yeah, it's all that anticipation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that that's exactly what it is. Five Nights at Freddy's, people have described it as a game about jump scares, and that's why they don't like it. So, like, that's not entirely accurate. Uh, yeah, it's got a lot of jump scares. It's kind of revolved around jump scares. But what it is, it's a game of scary anticipation. 
because everything the game is like building up to the jump scares the jump scares are like that's when you lose so you're not supposed to want to do that (laughs) that's the punishment if you don't play it right um if you play it well it's it's going to still be terrifying because it's like uh uh basically the way the game works is that you um you're the night watchman at this kind of like a chuck e cheese kind of place right Do, do you guys have chuck e cheese yeah, we do for okay. some reason. Yeah, so you're the night watchman. There's they don't even really tell you a whole heck of a lot. It's sort of like just you work until sunrise, and you basically just like go it's around. Probably the job description too. I mean, there isn't a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, so you, you go around. You have uh, you, you the entire thing is told with uh, surveillance cameras. So you just like check the surveillance. Cool. all throughout That's one cool. of the things about the game is that you have only a limited amount of power so you have to really ration out your power uh between using the surveillance cameras and uh closing the doors to your office which are powered doors for some reason but you go so through the game could happen yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you basically look through the surveillance cameras and like you know here's some hallways here's a storage room here's a dining room or the party room or whatever. Here's the, um, here's the room where they keep all the animatronic mascots and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, nothing seems out of place. And you kind of cycle through over and over. And eventually you sort of like, let, let's say you'll bring up the screen with the, uh, animatronic, uh, mascot storage. And now one of them is missing. And then you're like, Oh, that's weird. And you kind yeah. of look around and you'll, you'll switch to another camera and find that it's in that area now. And then it's like, Oh, you know these all look pretty terrifying the mascots anyways and then as you go through and as they keep moving you'll see that they keep moving closer and closer towards your (laughs) office and that's the thing eventually you uh you turn on the light outside your door and you'll see it out there and that's when you gotta like close the door to make sure it can't get in because if it's there too long it'll get in and you'll and they'll jump out at you and give you and uh you know it will be that sort of go from really quiet to really loud as it makes this like um, as as it makes a scream and jumps right in front of the screen, uh, the camera slash screen at you, and yeah, that's the jump scare. But it took you like fifteen to twenty minutes to get to that point of you frantically guessing where they're going to be, where they're going to go next, and if you have enough power to keep them out, right? Yeah, that's really unfair to to chalk that that up to a jump scare game because that that's literally when jump scares should be used, where, where mm-hmm. it's like a, a it's like a taxing, exhausting ride getting to it. You know, uh, like in other words, the the reason jump scares could get a bad name or or like I'll, I'll say I don't like them when it's not that I don't like them, I just don't like them ninety percent of the time because they're just like lazy tools. Exactly. And, and this game sounds the opposite of of a lazy jump scare thing. It, it's like. You know, I, in other words, it's the exact opposite. I don't like jump scares when it's just like we have nothing better to do, so we'll just loud noise at you. <laughs> Whereas this this game, you know, it's just giant build up to one jump scare. Like, that's when they that's when they should be used. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you see it coming. It's not like there's a sort of like, oh, you're walking down the street. Blah! It's just like, oh no, I these things are coming after me, and I can't let them come after me because if they do, they'll jump out at me and go bah! And I don't want that to happen. And I then don't like that. It happens. And it's just like, God damn it. Why did I let that happen? So, you know, it's, it's different. You know, I, I don't like when, uh, and you know, there's examples where good games and good movies do resort to that now and then. And sort of like, okay, well, I didn't like that part, but overall it's a good game or a good movie or whatever like that. But yes. And, and I have to say real quick, sometimes a cheap jump scare is also highly acceptable. Like I, I like, 
I like when it's so cheap that that they knew it was cheap, and it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, you fuckers, you fuckers, you really got me for no reason. I, I can respect that. In other words, all right, fair enough. I can't. I, I can't think of too many jump scare games myself because mo- most of mine are um, on, on the you know adventure scale. Um, I do have. I guess I have one. It's called. Um, this is this is a classic style game. Little asterisk mark. You know, want to try and avoid those hundreds of emails. We will definitely get. <laughs> Because we always it. get hundreds of emails after every episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's flooded. I'm, I'm just blowing up here, man. <laughs> the amount of physical letters is, is also just <laughs> about ridiculous. It's 2019. Um, but anyway, it's, so it's a classic style game in the sense that it's a pixel, pixel art point and click. That's kind of it. It's actually really not super in the classic style because it's not like a... You know, uh, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is they didn't. They the only thing that makes it classic style is the fact that it's pixel art because because the mechanics, the way the way the game kind of moves, like it has a very different vibe uh, than than like a traditional adventure game. Um, like the the there's like a moving camera as opposed to still rooms and things like that. But um, did I say the title yet? God, I'm sorry if I didn't. It's called this game is called The Long Reach. Oh, like the right, yeah, yeah. Long explanation. Am I right? Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> boo, boo myself. Um, so anyway, this, this game's really cool. I highly recommend it. Beautiful at Pixar, awesome atmosphere, really cool lighting. Um, and so like what this game kind of does, it's really cool. It, and there are very few, but, but well-placed time jump scares in this game. There's, there's my transition. I will now speak nothing else of jump scares from here on out. Um, the game's, uh, <laughs> the game plays on like this, you feel like a lack of control, because you have like a distorted understanding of what's going on. So like it, it kind of plays on like our own need to have some sort of control over a situation, some sort of understanding of what's going on. Like if you're playing a game, you want to bloody know what it's about, what you're supposed to be doing, what world it is. And and this game, it doesn't not tell you, but it, it, everything's just kind of distorted to where as the game's quickly getting on its way, you're trying, you're kind of telling it to slow down so you can piece more of the puzzle together. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a very disorienting kind of game because you just you can't really figure out what the hell's going on in time for as each thing keeps happening. Um, and for this game, hallucinations are like the main villain, um, which I think is awesome. Like I loved, um, for for example, uh, which one was it? It was uh, Batman Begins, where where they had the the scarecrow using the. Um, hallucination gas or whatever yes yes like that right. to me that's such a cool mechanic like i i, I want to see more of that like the, that was one of the coolest um scenes in a, in a film was in that batman film just with people like that that's a horrible that's that's scary like to be straight up hallucinating on top of seeing horrible things all around you mm-hmm. um that's a good way to get them so this game did a, I thought it was cool they used hallucinations, but what was even cooler was um they played on that mechanic like really well because like as the player, you know that hallucinations are a thing after a certain point, but like you still struggle to understand what is real. So it's right. like like in the middle of hallucination, you might think that's just the normal plot of the game, and and then in a normal plot, you might think it's hallucination. Like it, it gets it gets hard to track. It almost feels like uh like Fight Club, you know, sort of thing mm-hmm. where it's like you can't figure out which is which and. I don't know. In Fight Club, the the crisis was kind of internal, right? It was one guy, you know, who had a separate personality, whatever. Um, whereas this game, it's not really clear, like it, it, without, without spoiling the ending, even the ending's not clear in the sense that like, it's kind of based on your perspective, like what the hell was real. 
Um, so I thought that was really cool, and, and I do like those kind of Blade yeah. Runner endings where it's up for debate for many, cool. many years yeah. to come. I, I know so, you've yeah. tried to get me to play this one for a while now, and I keep putting it off, but uh, that sounds uh, that actually does sound really quite interesting. I think uh, you also kind of didn't really want to tell me too much about it, um, but you know, fair enough. If I took this long without playing it, you can go ahead and talk about it. But uh, <laughs> uh, that, now that I know, now that you've told me, I am kind of like, oh, that sounds really cool. Maybe I'll actually play it. So <laughs> sorry, I, you kind of yeah, I kind of uh, made, made you have to do what you didn't want to do in order to get me to do it. So um, <laughs> if that makes sense. No, it does. And actually, <laughs> after I ran through the head of my game before before we recorded here, I was like, you know, this because the ending is is kind of up to perspective in a sense. It's like there's. It's really nothing to spoil. It's all up to you anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I, I should also take the time now because um, sort of kind of what you were describing there for a bit uh, also sounded, I, I don't think they're exactly alike, but it kind of reminded me of um, Eternal Darkness, which I haven't played um, in terms of like trying to blur the lines between what's real and what's not. Um, I, I'm not going to give spoilers on that. You know what I'm talking about if you've played it. Um, but you know, the, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I just want to say that, you know, this, this, um, what we're doing here is we're not going to be able to bring up every awesome horror game. So if we don't talk about a game that you really like, uh, we're, we're not saying it's not good or it's not a great example, or it's not one of the best games ever, like Silent Hill 2 or Alien Isolation or something like that. Um, we just, these are the games we're talking about. There'll be more Halloweens. So we'll talk about those other games some other time. Um, <laughs> we're, we kind of really just... We're just picking and choosing which ones we want to talk about. But, uh, you know, so yeah, there's great games out there. Just because we don't mention your favorite doesn't mean it's not good. Doesn't mean we haven't played it. Doesn't mean we are saying anything about it. But um, um, just we, we don't have time to bring up every single really good horror game. Um, in yeah, fact, me. my favorite horror game of all time is Alone in the Dark. And I'm not going to talk about that because we already spent an entire episode talking about that quite some time ago. So, you know, just look that up if you want to know more about that one. Um, <laughs> and if there's enough popular demand uh, for us to 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 list more, maybe maybe we'll do like a Patreon where we just yell game titles at you. <laughs> 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 the Last Door, Sanitarium, Clock Tower. We'll just bang them all. Here out. are all the games. <laughs> oh man, if we could do like a you know kind of like a Pokemon rap, but like do it with like horror game titles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So I guess the I guess at this point I all all this to say that at this point I think there's only one um, game that I kind of want to talk about. Um, I, I'm still not sure if I want to give spoilers about it right now, but I will say probably like the scariest game I can think of, like in terms of like actual like uh, really emotionally affecting me, was funny enough. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. Yes, <laughs> that's oh, yeah, just no. yeah. Uh, and you, you, for those of you who haven't played it, you're not going to understand why. Just play it, and that's all I can really say at this time. It's uh, God damn, you you want a game that's just sort of not. I, I don't know if it's classified as horror. If you really can classify it as horror, but it's um, to my definition, yes. But I, I yeah, I know what you mean. It's yeah. that, that was um, that you you will think about that game for for a couple <laughs> yeah. of days afterwards. Yeah. It, that's just a fact. It it's a pink bubbly dating sim, guys. Go play yeah. it. <laughs> Why else would it be on a bloody horror episode? Yeah, yeah. D- dating scary, <laughs> especially in this bloody political climate. Am I right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like adults say that a lot, so uh, I wanted to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bloody PC culture gone mad. No, that didn't fit there either. Um, 
<laughs> I've got a whole array of, of uh, uncomfortable, awkward sentences to say that don't fit in timing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's. Um, I, I think that's probably like the. That's probably about where I'm going to leave off. So the rest of the show is yours. But uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I, I, there's so much I want to say about Doki Doki Literature Club. But if you haven't played it, I can't tell you anything about it because it's just that. I can't. I just can't. It's just, and it's, if you want us to, you can go on Patreon and bloody listen to find the episode that we same, did. Yeah, yeah. See what I, I just made us a dollar, mate. All right. Awesome. So <laughs> th- throw us a dollar. You can hear everything. Man, this has turned into a cheap plug like really fast. <laughs> this is like the cheapest <laughs> plug we've ever done. Um, Pay a dollar to Patreon and we have an episode where we talked about Doki Doki Literature Club and why it's great and scary. So I'm, so, I'm sorry about that too. I, I couldn't hold back my own <laughs> internal Jew there. He just shot out and tried to <laughs> make an American dollar, yeah. mate. But but um, only after you've played the game. Yes, yes, yes. That's very key. Um, all right, I've I've got two more to mention. One one kind of for me, one one for us. So the first one is is uh, Phantasmagoria, and I, I got to bring this up. This is yours. I'm, I have known nothing about Phantasmagoria. Yeah, yeah. This one's just on me. I, 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 I was under the opinion that that this game was just a laughable hot mess until I sat down with. Is it not? Well, I, I, <laughs> I sat down with the bloody man in the mirror and was like, you know, this game actually right fucked you up as a kid. Like, I, I, I was like a poster child at the time for like why parental advisories are are sometimes correct because um, <laughs> I was, you know. <laughs> and, and why having the cool parents can lend to nightmares or whatever? Because because I had the cool parents, love you, dad. Appreciate me being able to play it, but it, but it, it fucked me up. There, there's a this on you, dad. You're the reason I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So so my 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 perception of the game was it was just you know. How how you probably see it? Anybody looking back on on this just campy, ridiculous the, the whole you know full motion era basically. Um, God love them, but but they were obviously very cheesy a lot of times. And Phantasmagoria is, is bloody right there with them all. But but as a child, I there was one scene. So so like the the ghost of the bad guy, some shit. Who cares? He he kills all his ex wives or wives. Making them his ex. I see what he did there. Um, <laughs> he, he kills them all based on like their own passion. So the one girl, super into gardening, he gets her out in the greenhouse. And he takes a little handheld gardening shovel, probably has a name, maybe even a sexual one, like its cousin, the hoe. Um, he takes that shovel and, and scoops it full of dirt and shoves it down his wife's throat, making her uh, his ex-wife. Uh, <laughs> and it was... <laughs> <laughs> and so and and her, her, I swear I might be I'm probably exaggerating my memory of this but I feel like her lips like split open like Joker style it was just real rough and and I had lots of nightmares about it as a matter of fact my visual memory of it is probably based on the nightmares I had of it and not the actual scene in the game <laughs> but that, that game bloody fucked me up um but looking forward you know I, I do laugh at it like everyone else does um and since we're on the topic of bloody Trap. FMV. What am I going to say? Night Trap. We got to talk about Night Trap before we close out. Oh, God. Yes. I mean, because I have not played it myself, except I know a little bit about it. And I know that you've played it. And so, yeah, I we do need to talk about this. It's... Where do you start? It is... It is like a... Is it scary? 
Because the thing is, when it came out, I remember perfectly when it came out. I just never played it, but I remember perfectly when it came out. And it was so controversial. Ooh, it's scary. Ooh, it's sexual. Ooh, it's all these things that we cannot let the, you know, think about the children and all that sort of stuff. And then I like, you know, years later, I'm well been an adult and I go back and watch it and everyone's sort and number one, it's kind of laughably cheesy and number two everyone knows it's laughably cheesy like there's no ev- ever any recognition of it being anything other than just like laughably cheesy like not even scary not in any i, I don't know you tell me if it was sexy or not the the girls are i don't know watching as an adult they never struck me as anything particularly fancy but uh, i don't know if uh, it's like a pubescent child if it was any different <laughs> Yeah, I, I think my beans were on the verge of dropping, but I don't think they had actually descended yet. I'm sorry for saying descended. <laughs> that was <laughs> the worst sentence that has ever been spoken on this show. <laughs> it was way too medical. It was too, too on the nose. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Enough, enough about my uh, coming of age and... Night trap coming of age to night trap. <laughs> so I don't know. Tell me, like, fill me in. What was it like? Like, was it scary? Was it sexy at all? Like, was there? I don't know. There's a lip sync slumber party or something. And, um, <laughs> I think. I think if you're into shoulder pads and Aquanet pink, it's it's going to be well sexy. It's going to be. I'm not <laughs> against it. If you ever like turn the lights down, lit some candles for yourself, and and had to go at like a poison or Bon Jovi video, it's probably sexy. Uh, <laughs> um, and and I gotta say, I, w- I was young. I remember I, w- I watched my my dad and older brother play it. Uh, it was like a big deal when we bought it. It was it was totally like yeah, a, totally was. Like we all sat around the console and, and watched somebody play it for like three days, wherever till it was done. Maybe one day. I don't know what is time. Um, it was a big enough deal that they re-released it recently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I, I think it's actually in my Steam library. With the, <laughs> <laughs> another hundred fossils of games I'll probably never get to. But um, when it came out, I, I was pretty. I was pretty impressionable. I, I was probably the most likely to get scared of this game. And I, I don't think I did. Like, I, I, don't, I don't. I think, like you said, I think it was just. I think even at the time, it, it was like it was the you know a B horror movie of its time. Like you knew it was it was making fun of of a, a like it was almost like a parody. I hope mm. it was a parody because if they really tried their hardest, and I'm I'm, I'm straight faced like this game is a parody of the genre. If they're like no, it really wasn't. That would be a shame. Um. Lost in translation, yeah, because I, I didn't think it was scary at all. I thought it was, right. I thought it was, I think it was always ridiculous, right? Somebody yeah. write in and bloody tell us of otherwise, but it, it was like if you were to take like 1992 or whatever, like that weird, it's not the 80s, it's not the 90s era, mm-hmm. like, and make a time capsule, like all you would need is this game. You wouldn't need anything else. Like just put this game in the time capsule, it'll give you the fashion, like just the, <laughs> the, the, the overall just cheesiness of the whole era. Um, yeah, so so bloody so bloody nineties. I, I just love that, like they, um, like I said, there was that lip sync slumber party scene that's infamous now, and I just love that, like they're singing the song that like is the name of the game. Like the song's called Night Trap, I believe. Like <laughs> it's part of the chorus. 
<laughs> it's like they're singing the song of the game in the game. <laughs> it's awesome. I love that. I, it's, it's one of the greatest video game songs of all time. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is so the era, too. It is just so... Yeah. Yeah, it's so so early '90s that one of the actresses was probably definitely dating Bob Saget. Oh, just that that, that peak <laughs> peak Saget era. He was in bloody everything. And and what can be scarier than Bob Saget? Getting finger banged by Bob Saget. Oh God! <laughs> in the oh. back of his Volkswagen Scirocco. That's that's. <laughs> Yeah, now I made it so specific, you kind of have to visualize it. Oh, and if you and if you can't, then just Google a Scirocco real quick. You'll be there with me. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just it's, uh, God. So anyway, I, how do we get on top? What, what are we talking about, Dave Coulier? Can we get off of this? <laughs> this is really not. This is not video game centric at the moment. Let's bring us back. Um, I'm done. I am done now. There's nothing further for me to say. And if there was, I don't want to say it anymore. That's, I, <laughs> this is it. I'm done. I'm calling it off. <laughs> this has gotten from scary to outright disturbing. If this was like a Twilight Zone episode, the camera would zoom out of us doing this podcast and it would show Bob Saget having a wank listening to us. <laughs> just, just, let, just put this episode out of its misery. <laughs> oh god all right well uh buddy you're better at the promotions i always i always duff the the twitter thing oh okay fine um we you find us on facebook the classic gamers guild we have a page we have a group uh we're on patreon um you can find us there again the classic gamers guild uh we're on twitter at the cg guild uh we have email at mail at classic gamers guild.com please send us your thoughts why, why don't you tell us what uh what horror games you like or something like that right let us know which one of your family members was on a date with uh, just, no no just we're done <laughs> we're done